Ladies and gentlemen, joining me in the studio, please give a nice warm London welcome. That your favorite vaudeville team of Schlemmer and Metz. Good welcome. Good, good welcome. Good welcome, guys. Good morning. Oh, yeah, good welcome. Good morning. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't resist that. I said on the way in that uh, it just there's something about that. We've done this show for many, many years, and it just never quite struck me that way. It just it sounds like a vaudeville team, Schlemmer and Metz. If you guys ever yeah. decide to well, do that, yeah. I want to be your manager. What do you mean? What have we been doing for the last eight years? <laughs> yeah, something about dogs and ponies, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yeah. Smoke and mirrors, I don't know. Uh, welcome to both of you today. Uh, interesting story that we covered a little bit earlier, and I'd just like to get a, a, just a general sensibility from you um, about this. Um, Justin Trudeau apparently is nosing around about running now in a, in a specific uh, riding Outremont in Montreal. Um, not so very long ago, he was saying, "Well, I'm not sure I'm ready, but maybe someday." And so, well, I guess he's now suggesting that this might be a riding. Uh, just uh, what I want to ask, ask you about is uh, the the reports along with this that that uh, apparently uh, Mr. Dion is not particularly thrilled with this. Doesn't want him to run. Um, he wants to put Erwin Kotler in that seat, and uh, apparently is trying to quietly, uh, you know, behind the scenes discourage this. And I mentioned that some liberals of my acquaintance. Um, and I maybe teased him a little bit, but just think very highly of Mr. Trudeau. In fact, they think so highly that they'd probably, you know, if they could vote to move him right into 24 Sussex, they'd probably do that. Um, I was surprised to see resistance anywhere. I thought he would be hailed as the conquering hero. And to to to, to see read the story that that apparently Mr. Dion is just not all that taken with the idea uh, perplexed me a little bit. And I just I just want to get you so you're off the cuff comments. I know that uh, I don't expect any uh, unless maybe one or more of you know Mr. Trudeau and have had a chance to talk to him about this. But failing that, uh, just any kind of well, general thoughts about that? I have seen Justin Trudeau speak, not personally, but on uh, actually CPAC or something like that in some in some fairly closed circles where he was giving speeches of his thoughts on politics and economics. Yeah. And uh, i got to tell you, like father, like son. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, uh, he admits to his own lack of knowledge, economically speaking, and it's very true it shows in some of the ways he thinks about economics. Mm-hmm. But uh, I found interesting your comments about the, uh, the sort of uh, almost mystic loyalty mm-hmm. to Justin from former followers of Pierre Trudeau, yeah. etc., uh, I find that very interesting because it sort of represents to me more of a sad story about the, about followers than about the, about the Trudeau people themselves. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that they're not really investigating, or they just see that association, and maybe they know it's father like son, and they like the father, and ha- hasn't impressed upon them yet how much damage Trudeau's policies did never to con- the country and the, are still the people doing. People I'm thinking of in that camp, you will never convince them. Right, and that might be what's. In Dion's mind, because he he knows that association among the people who are more in the know, mm-hmm. you know that's not a positive thing. So it's it's hard to say why there's that going on. There might be something more personal going on we don't know about either. Mm-hmm. But on a political level, I can certainly see him wanting to distance himself from Trudeau in the sort of the same sense as everyone in Ontario wants, even the PCs here want to distance themselves from Mike Harris. Um, they just don't want to be associated with something that now has negative connotations at certain levels. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you've been known to consort with liberals in your time. Uh, Indeed. What do you think of this? Well, I guess uh, the first thing is that I have no idea what, what uh, Mr. Dion's reasoning may be, and Erwin uh, Kotler certainly seems like a pretty credible guy, too. I think that uh, you know he's a, a law professor at McGill, I think. And uh, Well, the quote was that he, they're looking for, they want to put a star candidate in there who can help them rebuild the party in Quebec. Well, and, and he would and, seem to fit that bill. Yeah, that's right. So I guess uh, I don't know whether whether this means then that uh, that Mr. Dion would not like him to run anywhere. 
Uh, I guess it's easy to open up last week in Mississauga, I believe, for example, uh, if you wanted to try something. But uh, as far as uh, as children of, of uh, past politicians running, I, I would say the more the better. Uh, I'm waiting for the... Uh, for him to run against um, Ben Mulroney and uh, <laughs> a good old time uh, by all, and, uh, and of course, he says uh, we don't believe in the aristocracy. Yeah, yeah well, and, and in the states, you know, it sort of reminds me a bit of the Kennedys, I suppose, and the Bushes. There is there is some um, uh, precedent, I guess, for this multi generational uh, uh, thing. Although a part of it, I gather, in the states is I. I that uh, it's more common to have the spouse of somebody run if, if a congressman dies, for instance, mm-hmm. that his yeah. spouse will run, yeah. um, because generally they win. Uh, and, and the dynasties have both been positive and negative. The Bush family has had a three-generation dynasty. The Kennedys have been a little less successful, the, the, although they have had p- people in the House of Representatives. Nobody's particularly distinguished themselves. I have to tell you this, too, and I may offend some people with this, and if I do, tough. But I, this made me laugh this morning. I've never seen this before, and maybe I'm just not sophisticated enough to travel in the right circles. But in the United States, when they have a – and you fellows will know this, and many of our listeners will. They'll have some, somebody's name. They'll have Joe Blow, uh, Republican Iowa. So he's a Republican member from Iowa, right? And quite often it's just R, Iowa. What I saw today in one of the websites that was speaking about the Senator Ted Kennedy and not in a kind way had uh, Ted Kennedy D. Runk after his his name. (laughs) Anyway, I had not seen that before. The other thing I should get in, I guess, is that... uh, I've seen uh, Justin speak uh, on TV again a couple of times as well, and and he strikes me in a way as somebody who, in some respects, is the opposite of his dad uh, personally, in the sense that he seems uh, quite emotional when he speaks, and I, I think more of his mom than his dad, frankly. Mm-hmm. And his dad, you know, uh, well, the the family motto is uh, is reason before passion, and uh, I think his dad tended to personify that with this yeah, kind of yeah. But look cool at his fish. dad at the same age. I mean, you're talking, I think. Maybe an age issue uh, to a great maybe, degree. Maybe there. to some extent. And he certainly and, and, wouldn't have the experience his dad had with the traveling uh, and all that. No, no. But but and having said that, I also have to put on record. I think Trudeau was great. I think that he was uh, probably uh, among our top two or three prime ministers. And so I'm one of those those folks. Those unreconstructables. Uh, but, I, but I also don't think there's any reason to think a son would necessarily follow in a father's footsteps. And for instance, I think that uh, that George Bush Jr. hasn't really followed in his dad's footsteps. His dad was far more of a moderate mm-hmm. uh, pragmatist. Um, so I, I don't think that you can take anything from a family connection as far as how they're likely to govern or even what they're likely to be like. Um, but having said that, I, I think it's just kind of fun. Another question, a political question, and, and I'm not going to ask either one of you necessarily to comment on the individual, but it's the situation that I, I've just found kind of fascinating. Diane Haskett came back from Washington mm-hmm. to, to run for office in London North Center. Um, the more we find out about what made that happen, the more we understand, at least more I understand, that it was kind of a last-minute uh, uh, advisement. They let her know that this was an option. They contacted her and said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do this a little sooner than we thought. Is my understanding she had intended to come back, had always con- intended to come back and run. Uh, did come back, faced some immediate criticism about sort of parachuting back and running back to London. Um, and uh, said a number of times, well, this is my home and, and you know, I'm going to make this my home, uh, expecting all along that she was going to win. I don't think she ever had a doubt that she would win. Uh, she did not win, of course. Um, considered it very carefully over the Christmas holidays. And I talked to her before the holidays and she said, I'm going to think very carefully about what I should do next. And then decided that uh, come the next federal election, which will be likely within a few a few months or a year, not that long a period, she just didn't see the dynamic changing enough in London North Center that she might get elected there and and went back to Washington where her husband has an excellent job that uh, that I happen to know he really enjoys. Um, 
she has taken incredible flack for this. And again, I don't want to be about Diane, but I just want to sort of generally. Um, a politician comes home, runs in an election, says, well, of course I'm going to stay because I'm going to win the election. You know, I'm going to stay here. I'm back. Does not win the election and says, well, you know, there's, I have some options. I can, I can stay here and try to rebuild a career and my husband can look for a new job and so on. Or I can return to where we've been for the last little while where he has an excellent job, where I have a career and, uh, and sort out my options. I just like to ask you two fellas if, uh, where you fall on that spectrum from this was the most heinous political act ever committed to what's the big deal? Jeff? Uh, I'd put myself in the what's the big deal category and, uh, I guess, uh, Whenever, well, in fact, I, I believe that Mr. Ignatieff uh, sort of stepped in a little bit when he uh, was running for the liberal leadership because he was asked if he would stay on if he didn't become leader, and he said, "Well, I'm not sure." And immediately there was this huge backlash. So the next day there was a clarification that, "No, I'll stick with him no matter what." Uh, I think there are some things you just can't say in politics, but that are realities, and among them there are, they are that if you have somebody who's who's a a person who would expect to be in cabinet, who who is a high flyer, that uh, you can't expect them to to uh, bide their time too long. So in Diane's case, if it were true, and I think it probably is, that the dynamic wouldn't have changed, or she wouldn't have gotten elected in the next election. If there's a majority government, then you're looking at another four years before she'd have another shot at it. Uh, and what's she going to do in those four years? Um, you know, it's not like she has anything to prove in London. Um, so, to me, it makes perfect sense that she would do what's best for her and her family, and, and I cannot hold that against her. I, I am a little bit interested, and I haven't heard about what uh, Mr. Ray and Mr. Kennedy are going to do with the Liberals federally, for example. I'm interested to see whether Bob Ray is going to run for a federal seat now, mm-hmm. having run for the leadership. I haven't heard anybody suggest that he is. Um, I, I would be surprised if Mr. Kennedy, uh, Gerard Kennedy, doesn't run federally because he's young and, uh, you know, can can bide his time more readily. But uh, I think that we we have these kind of motherhood issues where you just can't say, uh, again, I'm going to take the best deal I can get wherever I can get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the case, clearly that's what you should do. Bob? Yeah, I'm in the what's the big deal camp, too. Um I think the only person to whom this was a big deal was to the opponents at the time of the election. Mm-hmm. Um, the racism charges didn't stick. The sexism charges didn't stick. But the staying outside the rioting <laughs> charge somehow was the one that stuck for a while. But uh, I think if you look at the uh, just the demographics in the rioting, you look at the Liberals and the Green and the NDP, who together outnumbered the Conservatives, just overwhelmed them. I mean, she came in third mm-hmm. out of, you know, the, the Green was ahead of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think you just take a look at th- those dynamics and uh, you can run all you want. I don't think that the vote's going to go your way. Mr. Layton has uh, indicated uh, subtly and otherwise uh, renewed confidence in Stephen Harper's government, particularly with the crossing in the floor of the, uh, of the Liberal member that's upset the balance a little <coughs> bit. Not, str- not, not hugely, but enough to make it interesting. Uh, the the NDP t- continues to fall in the polls. The Green Party continues to grow in the polls. And I think the Green, one of the things we pointed out during the election was the Greens show much better in terms of, of uh, percentage of, of uh, support than they than they do in Parliament. They have nobody in Parliament, and yet they had at the time of the last election uh, 8 or 10% across the country. Uh, is uh, Some people have suggested this is a good move on Leighton's part, that he has to draw some attention to himself, and he can do that by strategically uh, uh, try, trying to... You just to, said it, Jim. You said he's going down in the polls. Well, he doesn't want an election right well, now. Well, no, no, but, but exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying he can put himself in back in front of the public in an effort to bring 
himself up in the polls again by sort of going public and publicly twisting Stephen Harper's arm to do the things that he wants in exchange for his support. Is this, uh, what do you make of this strategy, Jeff? Well, I, I think you use what you got. So in this case, uh, right now he's got leverage, and uh, it seems really weird to me to think of Stephen Harper and Jack Layton sitting down in a room and having a conversation, much less agreeing on major policy. But uh, when you're the swing vote, uh, you know, that doesn't happen all that often. So to me, uh, you make hay while the sun shines. And on things like the environment, for instance, I, th- I believe that uh, 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 Mr. Layton thinks that he can uh, get some significant movement from the Conservatives. And in some respects, it may, in a way, make it easier for the Conservatives to, to cave in a bit on some of those issues because they can tell their uh, grassroots supporters, look, at you know, we're, we're, we want to do a lot of good work here, but we can only do it if we can stay in power. And right now, to stay in power, we have to keep this fellow happy, so we're going to back off on greenhouse gases for a bit or whatever uh, to get the job done. Um, so in a way, it's a convenient way for Mr. Harper to to be more centrist, which I think is the right way for him to stay in power across the country without alienating his base. If you look at the uh, the possibility of a new election, I mean, it could come it could come tomorrow, for that matter. Um, the, the call could be, but it's not likely to be for another few months. What we hear, what I hear from a lot of people on uh, sort of right of center, but I don't necessarily mean conservatives. People, you know, this Harper guy, he's he's a pretty straight shooter. We, he's, he's done a lot of things he said he would do, and maybe not entirely happy with all of his policies. And that extends right into the people on the left. But I even hear from some people on the left who say, well, you know, we're a lot more impressed with him than we expected to be, but but we're never going to vote for the conservatives. Do you think either of you think that he has a shot at a majority government next time around? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think he does, and I think that he, I think he's played it very well. And and again, Stephen Harper is a guy who's uh, who's been very effective in his uh, in his life, in his political career. Uh, you know, when he came back to politics at the time, nobody was suggesting he was going to be the prime minister within a few years. It was that the Liberals were were undefeatable, that the uh, the, the reform and uh, and Tor- Tories hated each other, would never get back together again. Uh, you know, that they were bickering and fighting even within the reform party ranks. He, he quelled that without uh, losing too much support. He managed to get the Tories back on board. Like, this is a guy who's thrived on being underestimated, and uh, I think that it's it's a big mistake to underestimate him. And I think that the, the government that he's had since he took office was... Bit, has been an adroit combination of um, of moderation on some issues, but also sticking to to well his five points for four of them. I guess he's pretty well stuck to, mm-hmm. so he can he can appeal to the ideologues saying I'm a guy who does what I say, say I'm going to do. But on the other hand, he hasn't proven to be the right wing scary guy uh, fundamentalist uh, ideologist that uh, he'd been painted as for years and years. So I think that he's maneuvering very effectively. Well, I, I think. We make a tremendous error when we think that parties get elected in. What really is going on in an election is the people throw the existing party out. That's the process. And I don't see a reason for the electorate to throw Stephen Harper out right now. Um, they certainly can't throw him out for breaking a host of promises compared to, mm-hmm. to his opponents. Uh, and the liberals are extremely weak with Dion right now, and they're not, they just haven't got their act together. Um, I think that might change in a year. I couldn't tell you whether you get a majority vote. There is a very entrenched, loyal vote, you know, to the Liberals for sure, and uh, they would give their votes back to the Liberals as long as they didn't have to hold their nose too badly, you know. <laughs> so it's hard to say with with the with the current uh, situation. I, I do detect a, a general distrust of the Conservatives, even when they're doing well, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
it's because I think largely that conservatives, even to do well, have to be a little misleading to the public <laughs> to get their policies through, and mm-hmm. people detect that. You know, they detect that sort of insincerity about uh, wanting to do. Uh, you know, you know I'll, okay, we'll talk like the socialists, but really we're going to pull a little bit of capitalism on you. You know, and I don't think people know that explicitly, but they sense it in a way. I'd like to ask you about the the environment issue uh, from this perspective. If one believes what one reads in the headlines and half the stories out there at least, uh, the environment is a huge issue with Canadians. Dion, one of Dion's big pluses in getting elected the leader of the Liberal Party was his, his quote, environmental stance. Um, a big story in the, in the Canadian newspapers last week um, environment tops list of Canadian concerns, the Decima, Decima poll that was done. Tops the list. Top concern of Canadian voters, the environment. That's interesting. I've conducted my own polls, well, and it doesn't l- even come up with anybody. Well, let, me tell you, let me tell you that. something about what the, what the top concern was. 19% listed that as their top concern. Okay. That, that was more than any other single issue across the country, which absolutely astounded me. Canadians couldn't come together more than, more than 19% of them to gr- agree on, on what their most important issue was. Healthcare was 13%. This is, to me, this is just unbelievable. Anyhow, so we come back to that. We are told the media wants us to think that it's environment, 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 environment. Everything is about the environment. The next election is going to be about the environment. Harper boots his environment minister and puts somebody else in because she hasn't satisfied the environmentalist. Environment, 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 environment. And yet if you ask the average Canadian, when I say to you the word environment, what am I talking about? Some of them will say global warming. Some of them will say smog in my city. Some of them will say dirty river or dirty water in the lakes and rivers. Everybody has a different answer. As and to I'll what, say what the that, polluted environment you know, in Ottawa. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> the word is just so all-encompassing and yet so non-specific that I wonder whether it's it re- the new religion. Jen. That, well, it is. It is very much so. So, as a religion, will it have a lot of impact in the yes, next election? Because people believe in it. That's what a religion is. You don't have to coincide to the facts. Um, there is one fact in the favor of the global warming people, and that is that the Earth has been warming. Now, whether Kyoto, by tax transfers, can change this process. To me, that's so outrageous. A con- well, Jack Layton just uh, 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 iterated <laughs> that again yesterday, how important Kyoto is. Yeah, huh. but uh, again, uh, to me, I say plant a tree or tear a tree down if you don't like the climate where it is. That's the only thing that we really have known how to do for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Trees are the, the weather changer. They're, they're huge. We all know how important the Amazon jungles are. Mm-hmm. We all know uh, that trees create oxygen, that the carbon dioxide is what they suck up. Why aren't we planting more if we don't want that much carbon dioxide, right? Oh, because that's not the political answer. The political answer is money transfers. And so it's, again, a money transfer. It, 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 uh, the net effect is that you transfer more wealth from the Western nations to the more, quote, developing nations, which is the net effect of Kyoto. Uh, but the net effect on the temperature is like nil. Uh, and if you look at the areas of the world where the environment is most in hazard and in danger, it's in the less developed areas and the more socialist countries, the more the c- countries all supposedly so concerned with the environment, right? Whereas meanwhile, here in North America, George Bush has been, instead of worrying about the temperature of the planet uh, 100 years from now, he's getting rid of toxic waste and passing legislation that, you know, bans toxic material in the uh, in the air immediately, not not mm-hmm. 20 years from now, and the environmentalists don't like them for that. 
So I think there's been a big change uh, uh, from even pollution in the environmentalist mind. It seems to be a backseat to to this global warming uh, religion is what I call it because cause they're, they're basically saying, uh, well, how did John Stossel put it in this book? He said... Uh, uh, the way the environmentalists are saying it, uh, the earth is warming, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He says, in reality, the earth is warming, period. <laughs> you know? Jeff, and that's basically it. Well, Jeff, what do you make of the new religion Bob talks about? Well, I think that t- to some extent it's... Uh it's an issue of uh, of marketing, I guess, in the sense that you mm-hmm. talk about healthcare as being a lower priority now. And I think that, that with the public, there's always an appetite for something new. And the healthcare has been such a big issue for so long that it's like, well, here's something new to to come along and talk about, and so on. And and the, the environmental lobby has been pretty effective. I think uh, Al Gore's out there and uh, you know being heard. I think the problem for Stephen Harper is that this is one of those issues where it really doesn't matter what he who he puts in the p- position, nobody's going to believe that Stephen Harper's a greenie uh, all of a sudden. And so he can have John Baird there if he wants. And I've, I've debated John Baird before. He, he's, he's, he's Mr. Pitbull guy. Uh, now, whether that's going to mollify people, I really don't think it will personally. Um, but, so I think that the big, this is, there are, there are a few, uh, potential tripwires for, for Mr. Harper. And I think he recognized the environment as potentially being one of them. Afghanistan is another one. Uh, if the economy turns bad, that could be a third one. So uh, he knows that he has to market himself again as a centrist on that. And I, I look at even Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, was re-elected in California recently as a Republican uh, by quite a margin uh, on, on a platform of being a centrist. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, the United States is instinctively centrist and government should be as well. Although I noticed the next day that he announced a half billion dollar welfare cut. So, But he's all, he also announced, and we did a story on this, massive restructuring of health care in California in defiance of his Republican uh, uh, colleagues. Yes, because he said, this is what the people of California want. I don't care what the Republicans want. Well, that's right. And uh, so I think that Mr. Harper will be looking to people like Mr. Schwarzenegger saying, well, that seems to be working. The, uh, the George Bush approach right now doesn't seem to be working, uh, and Mr. Harper again is a is a very smart guy, I think, and he will he will do the right things to get reelected. I I still think, and this is another potential tripwire, is that people are looking for uh, indications that if he forms a majority, he will change. And I, I've never heard him back away from his sort of reform party roots if he if he had come from the cons- progressive conservative party i think it would be much less of an issue mm-hmm. but that you know the fact is that he he identified himself as a reformer from the start and he he hasn't formally done a lot to distance himself from that i don't think but mind you he's done lots of things symbolically he took uh, mr twos out of the justice ministry, for example, as somebody who was seen as maybe being a a bit too too right wing. Uh, But again, I think Mr. Mr. Harper is a a really smart guy. I I even enjoy seeing him on uh, the Rick Mercer show and all that stuff. He (laughs) he seems to make fun of himself all over the place. Like, I think he's going to beat the rap of being uh, Mr. Cold Fish. Okay, one final question. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, International in scope. Bush has announced more troops for Iraq. The surge is on. Bob, is it going to make any difference? Oh, I couldn't tell you, Jim. I, I couldn't tell you what the what the real demographics there in the country are. I haven't followed it down. Okay, fair enough. The numbers, Jeff, any no? comments? Any thoughts? There's one of the uh, senators who said it was a triumph of hope over reality, and I'm afraid that's the case. That he said we've put 20,000 troops, additional troops, in before, and he said it really doesn't make any difference. Um, so, that, I don't think 20,000 troops are going to come in, clean up the place, and then they can go home. I don't see that. The band's playing in the background. Thank you, gentlemen, both of you, Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. Always a pleasure to have you here, and uh, it certainly enlivens the program. If you've enjoyed this presentation, visit justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right-wing, it's just right.